we are back with another episode of On the D-Lo. Anyways, um, so... I've got my buddy Eric in today, and I'm very excited. I've been trying to set this up. Eric, um, I would have to say, is one of the busiest men in show business. Um, you. you are one of these people that will call, and I guess I'm busy too, because a lot of times I'll try to pick up because you're very important to me. Thank you. And then I'll call you back and then you're busy <laughs> and then it's a text and then it's like I'll call you back and then like three hours goes by and then I call you because I'm like, dude, you said five minutes and then here we are in the podcast booth. Right. Or we run to each other in the strangest place. That is true yes. as well. Where, yes. where is the last strange place we ran in? Well, last strange, I'm at the patio of Protein House. Yes, yeah. of course. Just well, it is walking distance is. From, from my place yes, over there. So, um, how are things going? Very good. Yeah? Yeah, busy. How does it feel to not have to drop the kids off at school because they can take themselves? It's a, uh, <laughs> I, it, it was unusual. Uh, they had their first day of school yesterday, and I still got up, still made the, you know, I'm a short order cook in the morning for yeah. my two boys. I have a freshman and a senior. And it was, it was un completely unusual because I literally started walking out to the garage. <laughs> and I, so instead, I just took a picture, posted it, saying, "Here's my yeah, I two boys." That. I blinked, and now they're both in high school, and uh, um, it's awesome. Yeah, the, uh, you, senior and a freshman. Senior and a freshman. Okay, yeah, because mine were um, junior and freshman. So yeah, kind of a little bit of the same age bracket, yep. same different. And how how's the freshman feeling about it? You know, he uh, so the senior came home. His Jake, he came home uh, from school, and they go to school for like three or four hours when you're a senior. They go in at seven. 30, they're done at 11, 11.30, and you know, whatever. So I got out of school. He goes, mm, fine. You know, my uh, Alec was a little nervous in the morning. Yeah. And then he comes home with this, like, this almost like a, a, a happy grin, but a little devilish kind of a mixture. And I'm like, well, how was school? And he goes, Dad. He goes, there's, I mean, he goes to Pinnacle. So he goes, there's so many people. He goes, they're everywhere. And I said, oh, really? He's like, yeah. He goes, and and he didn't want to say it like kind of like out loud because he's not whatever he goes, but I saw like all my friends and a lot of the girls have changed and you know and he was just kind of like talking to me about it. I'm like I'm like this is you know and I'm I'm watching him morph into a man and yeah. it's just so strange because he was my baby you yeah, know right and now he's. You know, got looking peach, at girls. Yeah, looking at girls, peach fuzz under the nose. You know, and yep. growing into a man. And it's it's crazy. Has he done the uh, solo mustache thing yet? Like trying to grow it out? Not yet. My oldest one does that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I tell him to get the dirt off his you know chin and his totally. under his nose. Like so. the, the cool thing they do. <laughs> so you're 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 a dad full time. Yep. And you know you're taking care of the boys, but you're you know you're also a a restaurateur of uh, many many concepts now. But before yes. before we get into that, like so you went to ASU. That's where I went. Yeah. Yeah. How, how was college life for you? Unbelievable. I, um, <laughs> I I had really kind of the best of both worlds, I um, which kind of starts at probably a good segue into my career. Yeah. But I um, I was outside one day washing my car. I'm, I'm a, a neat freak. I'm a little OCD about my car and my garage, things like that. And uh, my next door neighbor came over to me and goes, what are you doing tonight? And I said... Uh, Nothing. Why? He goes, you want to uh, work? I said, work. I said, doing what? He goes, well, let's see. You got a stock beer, juices, ice, um, kegs, um, and probably make four or five hundred dollars in cash and get hit on by a, by a, by a you know, you know, a bunch of beautiful women. Yeah. I go, stop. I'll do it. <laughs> and uh, so I ended up getting a job at the Blue Iguana. 
I don't yeah. know if you remember oh, the remember Blue Iguana. That, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's how I got into my career. And I started there and then morphed into the Maloney's and the Mastro's and everything else. But uh, How old were you then? When you... 90, that was 1992. Um and how, how different, like, if you can remember back to that day and age and, like, when you go to, say, you know, STK Steakhouse right. or whatever now, like, how different in the concept of um, the industry and the vibe ha- is it? Yeah. That night, I mean, it was, Blue Guan at the time was one of the only nightclubs. Yeah. I mean, it was really it for Scottsdale. And if you talk about just no frills, I mean, that place was three <laughs> bars, half of everything worked. I mean, I mean, it was, a, I mean, the place was great. It was packed every night. And yeah. a lot of fun, but it was completely different from where you see even just what it's turned into in the way of decor and lighting and expenses that, you know, I mean, it was plain Jane, you know, it, you couldn't have made it any, any simpler and it was just packed. Is it weird that like that back in the, and I remember I remember the Maloney's days and like like the we'd watch uh, uh, Friends, Friends every Thursday yeah it was crazy and it was that was entertainment back then now you got like fire dancing you know uh, women and yeah. sword throwing and you know whatever else is on social media going on right now but how cool is it like back in the old and we didn't even have phones back then no. either like people actually went there to be social hang out drink mm-hmm. and probably get a little too intoxicated um, but it, it was just a different time. Yeah, it was a completely different time. And it was, uh, you know, it was interesting because for me, I was going out every night, but making money and not feeling, I mean, I was tired the next day, but yeah. not really feeling horrible from the drinking. So I kind of had the best of both worlds. I got to see all my friends. I got to have a good time. And at the same time, I was, you know, making a little bit of money. And uh, I loved what I do. I'm, I, I really feel I'm one of the luckiest guys in the world because I literally wake up every day and I do what I love. Yeah. No, I so, think that's great. Yeah. I do want to, I want to talk about Maloney's. Like what, what, what kind of, that's such an iconic, you know, name and place out here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And that was really the biggest place in what, the 90s? Oh, easily. Yeah. 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 Oh, what, what was that like? You ran the whole sure. place, right? Yeah. I helped run it, um, helped grow it um, to an extent. And at, some, at one point I, I did oversee the whole thing. Uh, Maloney's was epic. I mean, it, though, you know, if, if you don't know, it was uh, modeled after the movie or the show Cheers. Yeah. The name Maloney's came from Sam Malone, um, and that was owned by the Mastros. And you know, the night, the great thing about them is even at the bar level. I mean, everybody knows from the steakhouses and and whatnot. But even at the bar level, they did everything, and I learned so much from from them. They learned, uh, they did everything to perfection, mm-hmm. even at the bar level, yeah. where where you have a bunch of maybe college kids that maybe wouldn't care. They cared, yeah, you know, and everything had a um, almost kind of a meaning or a reason, and you just didn't know right. what it was, yeah, you know. And I remember sitting at the bar, and this was probably one of the biggest learning lessons for me. I'll never forget. I was sitting at the bar with Mike Mastro, yeah, and he said to me, "What do you see?" I mean, I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, "All right, a bar," you know. He goes, "Tell me what you see," and I go, "All right." So I'm just looking, and I don't even know if he would remember this. And I remember him saying, "Look at the glassware." And I remember looking up at the glassware; he used to hang it upside down. Right. And he goes, "It's not full." I said, "Okay." He goes, "Look at the napkins on the bar." He goes, "There was just little stacks of napkins; they weren't real big." He goes, "What does that tell you?" And I go. Um, we need to order more. He goes, no. He goes, somebody coming in here, that's going to subliminally tell them you're not busy. And I'm like, oh. And it it all clicked. I mean, it was amazing. And I've taken so much from that because we used to make, I used to make these giant things and that people look at what, he goes, we'll go through those. You know, and it was a subliminal message to people. Weird, yeah. Yeah, that, you know, full glass. And a lot of the reason why it, uh, even their steakhouse, they put all that liquor up there. Yeah. It's, you, wow, you're going to go through all that? 
Yeah. Yeah. Because we're that busy. It's a psychology thing. Yep. And everything had a reason. And I learned so much from them. And then the epic part of, of uh, Maloney's was that St. Patty's Day party. Oh, that, it was that, ridiculous. That, that was my favorite. Mike, when I see him or Dennis or any of them, yeah. we still talk about that. And then, and then after Maloney's, you did you you worked for their steakhouses? I I helped open up a few of them. I didn't do a lot with yeah. them. I was mostly at the bars. They had a nightclub in Tucson, and I helped out at Kokomo Joe's and a few of their other concepts. But the um, the epic opening was Beverly Hills. Yeah, that was the by. I mean, I've opened up probably well over hundred restaurants. That was the craziest opening I've ever done. Oh my goodness! Probably yeah. everybody under the sun. Everybody in, and and the sun. Yeah. The sun showed up. Too. And the sun. Showed yeah, and the sun. Up. Yeah, the sun hey. showed up too. Hey. Are, you all, are you all dressed up in a nice? Yeah, we were. We even had the little FBI things. Yeah. You know, those, yeah. So you we, look uh, like Secret Service. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. I had more hair then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where, so in college, were you like a were you a maniac? Were you pretty even keel? I was Just, pretty even keel. Yeah. yeah I, uh, you know, worked out. You know, worked and worked. Yeah. Um, you know, 3.0 student, you know, not just your, right. your average, you know, whatever. I was very entrepreneurial. I kept, I was always kind of thinking about what I could do or what's the next thing for me or how to progress and, you know, and whatnot. So, um, um, yeah, I didn't really, I mean, had my nights, I'm sure, like everybody, but uh, yeah. for the most part, kept it pretty mellow. Yeah. And then uh, what did you get a degree in? Uh, business. Yeah. yeah well, same business. Yeah, yeah. School same. of business. Right. Right. So, yeah. I'm still, degree. I'm still friends with uh, my uh, counselor from oh, ASU. Oh, really? Yeah. Kay Ferris. She changed my life. No kidding. Yeah. She, well, we still, um, we message each other on LinkedIn We or, and we, we keep talking about getting together. Uh, she said she follows me and whatnot. And uh she, uh, on the, I, I went into the office, I remember, because I transferred out here from a small school in Boston. Yeah. And uh, I remember I, I came here as technically a junior-ish, almost a junior, you know, with my transfer and credits. You know, you lose a few. Right. And I remember going to the registrar's office and going into the guidance and, you know, trying to fill out this form in this huge school. The school I went to in Boston was called Dean College. It was a junior college. Mm-hmm. Then now it's a four-year school. I think we only had 1,200 people in that whole college. I mean, oh, it was wow. small. Okay. And I came out here and I was completely overwhelmed. Yeah. And I walked in and I'm like, I, I need help. And she was like, like one of the head peeps there. And she said, come to my office. And she saw that I was completely lost, took me under her wing. And she said, you're going to be checking in with me. I'm going to watch your grades. I think you have, you, you have potential. And she gave me this whole, and I'm like, oh, okay. You know, she was serious. Wow. And we, we stayed friends and, you know, all through, and I used to go see her and she has things going. She was like, oh, I see you a little slipping over here. She goes, better get your, you know, your act together. And I'm like, <laughs> Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. Right. So, uh, very cool. You're and you're, you're originally from New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. And what what was it that brought you to Arizona? Mistake. Okay. I was supposed to go to University of South Florida, and my roommate and dean was coming here, and we went. So he said to me, he goes, "Hey, his name is Brett." And he goes, "Brett goes, hey, I'll go with you to Florida, check it out. You come with me to Arizona." I'm like, "Well, let's go." So we flew to. Florida, you know, got there, you know, I'm walking around like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. And I knew a lot of people because a lot of people from New York, New Jersey go to Florida. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's easy. It's close, whatever. We then flew out here and I remember our first night, I'll never forget it. We went to the Vine uh-huh. and then the Dash. Oh my God. The Vine's closed now. Yeah. And, uh, the, remember the Dash yeah, next door? and they barely. were doing karaoke night at the Vine <laughs> and this girl was standing on our table singing Pat Benatar, hit me with your best shot. I don't remember much after that, but it was like Pat Benatar was, um, I mean, it was amazing. And I 
called my parents the next day, said, I'm changing. I'm going here. And so I registered and got accepted, it. and that was it. Did you ever go back home to get your shit? Or? No. No, no just... they were actually, my stuff was being moved from Boston to Florida. Oh, okay. I called the moving company. I said, make a right and stop when you see cactus. Oh, that's hilarious. That's That was it. Um, you know, and I, I still go back, obviously, but that, that was, it was that quick. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So my dad's from, uh, Brooklyn mm -hmm. and he grew up in New Jersey. So it's just funny because a lot of New Yorkers seem to implant themselves either in Arizona or, or Florida. Yeah. yeah. Florida's big. Like yeah. I have so many friends from high school live in Do Florida. You, yeah. Do you go out there a lot? Or? Uh, I, well, when I used to, when yeah. I, you know, previous businesses that I had, you know, I'd go out there and whatnot, but yeah. Right. So, and I do go visit. My uncle lives there. So gotcha. my dad's brother. So after after Mastro's, you got kind of more into the into a group that did more like restaurant, less less bar sort of stuff, mm -hmm. and you know obviously very big in pizza, yep. and you learned that, and then you opened up more of those restaurants yep. nationwide. Yeah, we had um, f like close to fifty locations in twelve states um, across the United States, and uh, what a great you know what a, what a great ride that was, and yeah. learned a ton, and um, made a lot of mistakes, uh, but I tried to make those only once, yeah. and uh, you know, and uh, I met. A a lot of people. The, the real great thing that came out of that uh, those those twenty years was, I got big into the uh, NRA uh, mm -hmm. restaurant, not right. Yeah, I saw you um, on the board. Right? Yep, I was on the uh, advisory board and I was the chair for the Pizzeria Industry Council for like seven or eight years. Yeah, and then I also got involved with a, and I'm still very near and dear. And it was probably one of the hardest things when I left my last company because I had to leave because the companies I own now are not a part of it yet, is No Kid Hungry, Share yeah. Strengths. Gotcha. So I chaired that for two years with my friend Scott Boatwright, who's the COO for um, Chipotle. Okay. And uh, so we chaired it together for two years. It is one of the greatest organizations and people I've ever associated myself with. Really? And I'm still very close to them, but because I left... My previous, uh, my previous life, um, which was a very big part of that, um, I couldn't, I couldn't stay on the board. Yeah. So, do they have I, a branch out here? Or? Uh, they, they're all over. They're all I mean, over. They're, okay. they're, they are. In, you know, the great thing about them is they have a local feel. Yeah. But they're a national charity. Okay. Yeah. I, so, I would love to have them on here to talk about what they do for the I'll, restaurant tours. I'll make it happen. Yeah. Make yeah, that happen. I will. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, did you feel like you always had, like, the restaurant business in your blood, like, just out of college? Yeah. Yeah. Um, right out of college, it was funny. Back in uh, when I was going to school in Boston, one of the things that me and a, a close friend of mine did was we rented out this uh, bar in because where where Dean sat, it sat between 30 minutes from downtown Boston, 20 minutes from downtown Rhode Island. Okay. So we'd go to Rhode Island a lot, and we rented out we would rent out this little bar on like off nights, and we'd you know hire a bartender, and we would charge a, a cover to come in. Yeah. Don't ask me why, but everybody would show up. The place was packed. We'd split the door with the, you know, give the bartender some money, and we would make money that way. And I literally, even even like a few steps back, even in like high school, I was very entrepreneurial. I used to buy. You're gonna laugh. I used to buy giant boxes of blow pops, like the you know whatever, <laughs> right. and I would sell them uh, fifty cents to friends, dollar to people I didn't know. Yeah, and I'd make like two, three hundred bucks a week selling. You'd be kidding me. Lollipops. So that's a good segue into your entrepreneurship mindset. So mm -hmm. here you are, present day. You own Lorenzo's, which is a, a pizza place, mm -hmm. and you know a lot about pizza. And then you also own Protein House, yep. which is what three locations? Three. Lo actually, our, we just signed our fourth inside Kitchen United. Uh, we're doing a satellite kitchen. Okay, cool. And then we're working on two. 
LOIs also. Very, very cool. Yep. So how many protein houses do you want to grow ultimately? You know, uh, I love to do two a year. Okay. Uh, for, you know, I, I kind of have a, a strategic of about six to seven more years. Um, and I, I'm never going to stop working. But I think Protein House really has, um, it's, I'm super passionate about it. Um, it's fun. It's got a great atmosphere. Um, and when I first went to it, I, it was, I almost envisioned myself like owning it. I don't know. It was weird. I went there with a friend of mine yeah. and she was like, oh, you got to check this place out when it first opened. And I remember going in there going, I could own something like this. This would be fun. Right. And, you know. Now you do. Yeah, now I do. Twenty, almost uh, twelve or thirteen years later. So, is is part of the um, is part of the passion for a concept like that that you didn't really create, but now that you own kind of in your mind something that you might have created because of the lifestyle that you live? Because yes. you're a healthy dude. Yes. Yeah. I know absolutely, and that's what really attracted me to it in the first place. Um, and it was nice coming out of what I did for 20 years and, you know, listen, a little tired, a little this and whatever. And then when you walk into something that you're so passionate about, but it's all set up. Yeah. And then you see the potential that, you know, the previous owners did an amazing job. They right. really did. Their top line, their, I mean, everything about it was great. But I saw what I know and I knew what I could do to just even make it that much better. And they saw it, too. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, they're still involved a little. I have a partner in it. Um, and we, we just we, we, we each have our lane and we just kill it. Yeah. It's doing really well. We're really excited. We've, we've, we've added some really cool stuff to it. Cody's your partner, yeah, right? Cody yeah, Cody Starrett. How did you find him? Yeah, you know, uh, through an old Mastro's friend, okay. uh, my friend Jeff Berkowitz, who uh, was the GM. Jeff, everybody knows he Jeff. Everybody knows Jeff. <laughs> uh, if anybody wants to buy a Mercedes, go see Jeff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's right his plug. The <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and I owe Jeff that because yeah. Jeff uh, introduced me to Cody, who is the licensee or owner of STK Steak in Scottsdale. Yeah. And... Uh, Jeff had been with Mastro's for years, and then he went over and GM'd for Cody at SDK. He, he opened it. I remember that, yeah. And he called me up one day. He goes, you got to meet Cody. You guys would hit it off. You know, he's a Boston guy. You're, you know, New York, New Jersey, blah, blah, blah. You can argue about the Sox and the Yankees, and you guys would be great. So I went over there one day, and literally it was like sitting down with somebody I knew for 20 years. Yeah. And we just started just talking. Well, here's the thing. Like, I know Cody as well, and I, I'm so impressed with the, the the ethic, even within him, that I can walk into your restaurant and I see him picking up, like, seven to-go orders mm -hmm. and going out and deliver. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, this is a dude that, look, he, he's got some flash to him, and mm -hmm. he owns a beautiful state. He doesn't have to be doing that shit, you know? No. And he does. Yeah. And you guys are both built that same way. We both are. Yeah, we like to be in it. You know, we like to work. As much as we work on the business, we, we love to work in the business as yeah. well. I mean, I mean, we're at a point now we're working more on it. Yeah. But the way you really get to learn a business, and I truly believe this. I learned this from my father. My father was a, a big developer mm. uh, back in New Jersey. Okay. And when I first started working for him, I'm like, you know, for, I, I'm thinking to myself, oh, I'll work in the office, blah, blah, blah. My first day as a laborer. He goes, <laughs> totally. He goes, get out there, sweep houses, clean up, you know, whatever. And I'm like, uh, he goes, if you want to learn this business, you're going to learn it from every aspect of it. Okay. And he never used the word from the bottom. Never. No. He would say, you have to learn every aspect of this business. I like that. Yeah. And I, I take that same thing. Like when people talk about like the dishwasher, right? Because there was a little dishwasher. Let me tell you something. Yeah. The dishwasher is the CEO of every restaurant. And I, everybody needs to know If we that. don't have clean dishes, we ain't serving it. It doesn't matter yeah. how good everybody else yeah. does, right? If there's no clean forks, knives, whatever, 
nothing matters. And it's that respect and that love that, that you give to them. Absolutely. That, yeah. So, you know, I've, I've always taken the org chart and flipped it upside down. All I right. always believe that I'm here to serve everybody else. And really, I've always preached that the customer's our CEO because they really dictate what, what we do. Yeah. yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. You're just there to serve. Yeah. No, I, I, I love that. Yeah. Um, I, I want to hear about the Lorenzo story because sure. I, I really love that story when you told it to me. And I think people should hear that about how this family had owned this. Yeah. And, you know, can you talk about that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I've been friends with Lorenzo and his wife. I, I call her uh, Cosma. I call her Cos. Yeah. Um, and I've been friends with them for probably 13, 14 years. And when I mean friends, I mean like I would go in, you know, Lorenzo would sit down. And we met in a really funny way. Uh, me and my kids, were, I heard about Lorenzo's like probably now, probably 15, 16 years ago. And uh, my next door neighbor, uh, Joe, well, actually my parents' next door neighbor, we all live kind of near each other. And he's like, you know, he's from New York. He goes, you got to, he goes, I, I, you know, I like what you do, Eric, but you got to try this pizza. It reminds me of like good, like New York style pizza. And then I'm like, great. And he goes, and then he's like, they have these garlic knots and they have all these different pastas. And I mean, because Lorenzo's really, it's more than just pizza. It's a full Italian restaurant. I mean, yeah. we sell a lot of pizza. We sell a lot of pastas, a lot of the, you know, chicken parm. And I mean, it's, it's everything. And, um, but that being said, I went in there cause I love pizza and I got to try this pizza. Yeah. So me and my kids went in there and, um, we sit down and we're talking and the pizza gets delivered. It's, you know, we've got 16 inch cheese. Cause if you ever want to know if pizza's good, you got to get cheese. Cheese only. Cheese only. Because you could, you could pretty much, right, put, you know, put pepper on it. You, know. you can disguise it. Exactly. You can mask it. So yeah. we get a large cheese, and we all bite into it, and we're all like, oh, and Lorenzo comes over. And I didn't know it was him. And we start talking, and then my kids start telling Lorenzo what I do for a living. And we start, you know, and he was like, oh, my God. And he sits down, and we just became friends. I mean, after that, like, every time we'd come in, he'd see my kids come over. He knew that I loved the uh, penny, uh, penny vodka. Yeah. His vodka is off the charts. I mean, sauce, not the alcohol. Yeah, but anyway, hundred <laughs> percent. Right. But uh, I'd go in, and he'd bring over a little little bowl of it for me, and I'd just eat it. And I mean, so we just became really good friends. Yeah. So in um, end of twenty one during COVID, I I was going there quite a bit, just supporting them because you go to where you support your friends. You yeah. Know, during that those for sure. times. Where, where's the, the location at? It's right on the corner. It's the northeast corner of Pinnacle Peak and Scottsdale Road. Yep. So it's right next to that big Ace Hardware, right near the Shell Station. There's a bunch of stuff. It's yeah, a, it's you got to try it if yeah. you haven't been. So, thank you. That's my plug. There you go. Um, but anyway, long story short, so I went in, and I, I hadn't seen Lorenzo in a while. And I figured he went back to Italy or, you know, whatever else, because they moved here, like, I think, like, 35, 40 years ago from Italy. Yeah. So all the recipes are from, like, oh, his. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, the it's real good. deal. Yeah. And um, I looked at him. He was really skinny, and he didn't look too good. So he had gotten sick. And uh, long story short, he just said, we got we to gotta do something, because this place is going to kill me. And uh, so we just, I, I had no intention of, of that, yeah. that wasn't where I was going. Right. I was, I was, you know, I was working on the protein house. That, that was my deal. Yeah. That just came out of right field. And it's funny because I've always thought, even when I worked for the Mastros, Mike, and there was another gentleman, Scotty Trullo, who was Mike's partner. He's, we used to all say like, you know, one day I just want to own one little small Italian place. Right. That's where I'm going to retire. So I saw the opportunity and I took it. Yeah. And know? is there any, I mean, is that something that you just, don't want to duplicate because it's so special? Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah. I've had one or two. I mean, people, a lot of the landlords, as soon as I, I, I left and saw what I was doing with Protein House and whatever, and yeah. now Lorenzo's, I've, I've been getting quite a few calls to to duplicate it. it. Not If there's the right spot, I'll do it. Yeah. But right now, I, it's so special right there. How do you keep the restaurants pure? Yeah. The, 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 how do you keep the, yeah. the recipes pure well, and all that within? So Lorenzo and, his, 
Lorenzo still involved. Like the other day, I did a, a 80, uh, 80 pizza order, okay. and I called Lorenzo. I said, come in. I go, what are you doing? He goes, wow, I'm bored. I'll be down in a few minutes. I mean, he just, <laughs> awesome. I got pictures of him, just, you know, him and, and one of my other guys. I mean, they, they banged out 80 pizzas in like in a, you know, an hour. It's amazing. But his passion. But one of the things I promised, and one of the reasons he sold it to me, because you got to remember, he sold his name to me, technically. Right. Right. I own Lorenzo. Right. Yeah. You know, and um, one of the things he said, I promised him, is that I wasn't going to change anything. Yeah. I, you know, I, 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 I don't want to say the place was spotless when I took it over, but, you know, I, I painted, I bought some new furniture. I yeah, did, I did, you know, I upgraded some equipment, but that's it. It's all the same people. All the same cooks, right. um, all the same recipes, everything, and that's actually part of the deal. So I wanted to make sure I kept it authentic, and I have him come in. Yeah. Quite, I mean, he comes in. Do you pay him? No. Yeah, yeah. He comes in because he needs something. Now, you know, like I said, he's still part of it. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, um, but and I, I, I know, of course. But he's, he's, um, you know, he comes in on a Friday, and, and you know, I, I get people to come in want to see me, but really they want to come see Lorenzo. Yeah, of course. So he comes in, he goes in the back, he makes some zeppelis. Right, he walks around, he shakes hands, he says uh, hi to the kids. You know, he does his thing. He'll make a few pizzas, and he's happy. And I'm, yeah. I, and that, you know what? Watching him makes me happy. Yeah, it's like See, a father figure. It's it like totally something you is. care about. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's wonderful. And that's the shit you should be posting on social media. Right, like Lorenzo back there. Oh, I have that yeah. picture. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Well, so kind of getting back in into who you are as a person and your daily life and, and running all these restaurants and, you know, now you're signing deals and doing LOIs, you have kids, you, you know, you just have a lot going on. So what does your daily routine look like? And I know it's not the same every day, sure. but what are your non-negotiables? What do you have to do to make sure that Eric feels okay? Yeah, I'd say probably two, three things. Probably the biggest thing is my kids, you know, my two boys. I mean, that's my top priority. It was my priority in every, every job I've ever had. I made sure I was always there. As much as I traveled, I was there for every sporting event, every big thing. Mm. You know, I, I didn't care. I, even if I had to pull money out of my own pocket to fly home early, I was there. Did it. Um, so those two are the most, you know, they're, they're my highest priority. Family overall is yeah. my priority. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, got to stay, you know, I have to stay, I have to have my time. So I take about an hour a day, you know, whether it's working out, reading something, um, even taking a nap. Yeah. I just want my time. Right. So every day I take about 45 minutes to an hour of my time. Um, You know, and then, like I said, um, um, I am a big prep or preparer. I always believe that if I'm going to be successful, i got to prepare today for tomorrow. Instead of waking up in the morning trying to figure out what I'm going to do that day, I always take about 30 to 45 minutes every evening and I prep for the next day. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's my time as well, but it's really about making sure that I'm focused on the business and the people, you know, the biggest thing that I always, I always tell myself is every decision I make every day, you know, back then it was three, 4,000 people, right? You know, however, but now it's a few hundred people. So when I make a decision and it's a good decision, it really affects everybody that works for me. Yeah. And if I make a decision, it's a bad decision. It affects everybody that works for me. Right. So, and not just them, but them, their spouses or significant others, their children. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you have 500 people that work for you, you're really affecting 
probably double that, 1,000 people. Yeah, and if you're not good, they're not going to be good. No, you know? and they see it. Yeah, they yeah. really do. Yeah. And, and, and as an entrepreneur and somebody that owns and runs these businesses with all these people, whatever resonates off of you, they can see it, they can feel it, and then it's kind of like, oh, I don't want to walk on eggshells around. And, and I'm sure you've seen owners and situations and all sorts of stuff in this industry where it can, you know, it can really take a toll on them. And right. so if you're not doing the things to take care of yourself, and, and, and in my opinion, it's sleeping, yep. it's eating right, it's, you know, all, all that stuff. Yep. There's a time and place for everything, but sure. I think the majority of your time, and as you're in your 40s, 50s, and, you know, 60s, it's like, you got to do that stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then the third thing is my girl. I got an amazing girl. Her name's Kai. Uh, we've been together for three years or almost three years. Okay. We, we don't really keep, yeah, we have our fun, but we uh, we always make sure that we have our time. Good. Uh, but together we have a bunch of kids, um, six to be exact. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So if you put them together, it's funny. It goes um, eighth, ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th, freshman college. Okay. And they go right in a row. Um, Are they all full-time with you guys? Uh, they're, they're, no, they, they go back and half forth. And yeah, half and yeah. half. Yeah. So, but, uh, but we plan it so that we are together at the same time. Yeah. So um, it, it works out great. We have a lot of fun. Um, but getting them all together in one spot is difficult, right. especially now because three of them drive. Uh, one's going off to college yeah. and, you know, whatnot. So... Um, they all just want to do their thing. Yeah. yeah. So, and she is, she's an entrepreneur. A lot of the attraction, um, or, uh, you know, initially, obviously there's looks and that, but yeah. she's a monster entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean, she's in real estate and she's been doing it for over 20 years and she owns like three companies and she's just, I mean, she inspires me. That's great. You know, there's times where I'm just kind of feeling like, oh, I don't want to do that. And I look over to her and, and I'm like. You know, it's kind of like when you go to the gym and yeah. you don't feel like working out and then right. you see somebody killing it. You're like, well, I, I'm going to... I'm going to get some energy right. and go kill it. She energizes me. That's I don't great. know where she gets it from, but she does. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's that's awesome. We, we all need, um, if we're into women, we all need a good woman in our life yeah. to, you know, or men or whatever. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, we, we need a good partner in life to, you know, I, I honestly believe that. When you find that person yeah. and, and you have that synergy, it's great. Yeah. My wife does the same thing for me, yeah. you know? She totally motivates me. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Is there... Any um, is there any quick you know advice you would want to give to a new restaurateur out there? Yeah, you know the the biggest thing or you know the two biggest things right now is you know all these costs right you know yeah. I mean everybody's worried about costs and whatnot you know um, and then people you know uh, Cody says it all the time you know um, when we're talking about you know it's our people right and we I. I I can, you know, a lot to do with, you know, both Lorenzo and the previous owners of Protein House, you know, Jody and Tim, they have, they, they left us great teams. Yeah. And, you know, we're in the people business. We really are. And, you know, uh, somebody had told me years ago, and I was quoted at, a sh at one of the NRA shows that I spoke at, um, you know, he had told me that, you know, the golden rule, you know, treat people as you want to, want to be treated or, you know, whatever. Right. And he goes, I don't believe in that anymore. I said, what do you mean? He goes, the new golden rule for me is ask people how they want to be treated. Mm. And it really affected me. And I, it was funny because he told me, his name is Paul, and he had told me that quote, like he, you know, that he really believed in that. And I made that quote, and I didn't realize one of the writers for NRA was there, and he says, oh, Eric Greenwald, you know, blah, blah, blah. And his new deal is whatever. And I go, and I didn't give him, you know, act. Yeah. so he read that, you know, and he comes into my office, he goes, um, <laughs> and I go like this, I go, hey, people tell me great things. I go take it as a compliment. Yeah. You know, for, you know, closest form of flattery when you copy something, right? I, lo you know? I, I love that statement. Yeah. That's great. So uh, so really, uh, I will tell you that when I talk to my people now, I don't really talk to them about how I want to be treated. Yeah. You know, I ask them how they want to be treated. You know, what, what's important to you? Right. 
And I will tell you that, you know, turnover and everything else and whatever. I mean, money's important and all the other stuff. But when you really care about your people and you take care of them, they stay. Yeah. And they won't leave for the dollar more or 50 cent more. Because, right. I, and, and again, maybe that person down the road will treat them as well as I do or, you know, as well as, you know, we do. But um, when you really are sincere about it, they stay. Well, there's something about a quality of life and, and the certainty that you know what you're walking into every day and yeah. that comfortability level. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I don't, there's some people that like uncertainty. I know I'm not one of them. Like like you, every every night, a half hour, looking at my calendar, who am I going to talk with? What's my meeting going to be like? Focusing the energy on how that meeting's going to go. And then generally stuff goes better than planned. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's but really cool. When you have people, the costs come in line. For sure. Because they care. You know, yeah. they don't waste. They don't steal. They don't, no. they don't uh, give away. They don't, you know, whatever. So, yeah, costs are up. You know, bottom lines are down. I mean, just w- where we are in life. And you can only charge so much for a bison, you know, a bison burger or right. a, a wrap, you know, a wrap or, yeah. or a slice of pizza or a chicken parm, right? Yeah. Can't charge 50, not, you know, fifty nine ninety five for a chicken parm. Nobody's going to buy it. No. You know? No, no. So, so it is what it is. But when you have people... Yeah. The sales are there, and the costs will come in line. Yeah, and, and again, you, get, you get multiple guests coming back, you know, yeah. multiple times in a week. I, I go to plenty of places that they, they know my name. Yeah. Cheers, right? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. yeah. Right? But they know my name, and I don't want anything free. Yeah. I don't want them to buy me anything. I just love the fact that when I walk in the, that bar or that restaurant, they'll say to me, oh, Eric, you want the chicken parm again? Or Eric, uh, yeah. you know, they know what wine I like. They know what, you know, drink. And they'll say, drink or, or wine. I don't have to tell them right. which wine or which drink. If I just say, oh, I'm, I'm going to do a drink tonight. Cool. Here Boom. it is. Yeah. yeah. That, to me, is more significant than them saying, you know, a heavy pour or a free drink. I don't want nothing free. And for all you know, they could have raised the price a dollar. You wouldn't even care. I wouldn't it's care. Like, oh, just, you know, just sign off on it. It's yeah. so meaningful. And that, I, I, you know, I try to tell everybody, you got to learn one to two people's names every day. Yeah. Every employee. Yeah. Right? I like that. Yeah. So. That's good. Yeah. That's good advice. Well, okay. I got a couple of rapid fire questions before we end this. So. Oh yeah, they're, 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 they're fun. Um, work or vacation? Um, work or vacation. Work. Uh, pizza or enchiladas? Pizza. <laughs> Porsche or Audi? Ooh. <laughs> hmm. That's a rough one. Yeah. That's a really hard one. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Audi. Mm. Okay. Yeah. How many times has your Audi broken down on you? <laughs> um, never. Never? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, never. Um, gym or hiking? Oh, gym. Yeah. Aliens or Bigfoot? Bigfoot. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like that. I like uh, <laughs> uh, dinosaurs or sharks? Ooh. Sharks. It is Shark Week. Or maybe yeah. last week was Shark Week. That's coming up. Um, sunbathing or cold plunge? Sunbathing. Yeah. Nude? Yes. <laughs> State fair or the aquarium? Oh, aquarium. Really? Yeah. Okay. You yeah. don't. You're not a carny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. I, we were younger and cool bands played. Oh yeah, yeah. big time. Yeah, yeah. Jones Beach and yeah, you know, we'd go there and yeah, you know, whatever else. But yeah, no. I mean, I, but where they are now in aquariums and what you could see, I just I'd take aquarium. Okay. Yeah. There you go. And then uh, Vegas or Chicago? Chicago. Gotcha. Perfect. All right. Where can everybody find your Protein House and Lorenzo's? I sure. Assume, so I, and I'll put it all in show notes, but cool. just if you want to talk about what people can find. Yeah. So uh, meaning like where are they located? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Lorenzo's on the uh, north 
east corner of Scottsdale and Pinnacle Peak. Um, and then I have the three, well, now four protein houses, but three open, um, Scottsdale and Mayo, right near the Whole Foods and all the PetSmart, right where the new Buck and Rider opened up. Yeah. Um, Arcadia on Indian School and 32nd, and then Gilbert in Pecos and um, Higley. Yeah. And then um, we have our fourth one opening up inside Kitchen United Mix on Shea and Scottsdale would be the southwest corner. It's a little next hidden. To, it's right next, next to, to Bed Mo. Yep. Yeah. So there, um, uh, I've been, I've had other restaurants in, in there um, as well and, that, you yeah. know, and whatnot, but um, um, we're going to be using that one as a location. We're excited because we're doing stuff with Chaparral High School. Yeah. Um, so it'll be real convenient. You're, you're very giving and, and I appreciate you helping out with my dad's fitness show. And, and I'm actually, I've, uh, we'll talk about this after, but I got you a free booth there as well to promote, oh. you know, Protein House okay. and do all that stuff. And we can talk about that. But I I, I want to make clear to everybody from your mouth, like, this food's really good yeah. and really good for you. And you, when you guys print out and you do the science on the on the calories, I'm, I'm sure corporate's doing I mean, you, you have a formula that you go through, and it's not like people are getting bad seed oils or, no. or any of that stuff. Yeah, so Andrew Bick, who is the uh, owner, he's the franchisor. Yeah. Uh, so Protein House is a franchise. Um, we, Cody and I have, um, I don't want to say Arizona, technically it's Maricopa, but I'm sure we have Arizona. Um, that being said, I will tell you, I have never met anybody that was so passionate about his food as Andrew. Yeah. Um, I mean, so knowledgeable. It's it's inspiring. Um, he came out and we did a segment on TV, and he, the way he even spoke about it, he he. I'm a big energy person. Like I love I love having good energy, and I love reading other people's good energy. Yeah. Um, and I love affecting energy. And his energy is just off the charts about his food. And um, it, it and that's what also was you know another reason why you know, I wanted to do this. But um, yeah, he he really came up with a formula of healthy food that tastes not good, great. Yeah, I mean everything right. on that menu, and you you question it too because you're like, there's no way that this is only yeah. and this has you know this much protein and and no sugar, and, you know. And, I mean, you're like, how? and it's proportioned the right yeah. way, yeah. and yeah, how? you know, hundred percent, yeah. And then the meal prep program and everything else that we offer, it's just top notch. That's great, it really is. No, that's yeah. great. Well, cool, dude. I know it's so awesome that you came in. I know how busy you are, but I, I know that we're friends and this mm -hmm. is fun. So, um, yeah, everybody, check it out. Check out the show notes and. Um, um, you know, again, thanks for listening to the podcast. I love having entrepreneurs and people that have fun in life and have passion with positivity. And we're sponsored by myself or my company, Bar Restaurant <laughs> Insurance. Um, but anyways, uh, thanks for listening. And until next time, peace out.